This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, hour three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And welcome, Fred Dashevsky. Appreciate you joining us. You are a currency expert and also uh, owner and founder of U.S. Coin Capital in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Talk to us a little bit. And number one, welcome. Thank you. I should, I should get that out of the way. So appreciate you joining us, Fred. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, may I compliment you on your Joe Walsh and Rush background. <laughs> thank you. You're very, you're very kind. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate it. All right, we are, and I talk about this a lot. Some people probably think I sound like a broken record because I go over this national debt thing on not quite daily, but uh, I will at least cover it two or three times a week, Fred, because it's such a big deal. It's ballooning. I don't have the debt clock right up at the moment. I can bring it up, but it's $33.5 and a half plus trillion dollars. $33.6 now we're up to, and it is not slowing down any. No, and keep in mind, that's only the bonded debt that's of the right. United States government. Okay, so there's two forms of debt that the United States government carries. The bonded debt you just mentioned, which is the outstanding treasuries and securities that are held by everyone from the Federal Reserve right down to the investment banks, right down to the secondary market, to the pension accounts, trust funds, and the individual Americans and worldwide investors. But then there is the other uh, round of obligations that the government has that it does not want to count. And it has something in the order of 70-plus trillion in outstanding obligations to pension accounts. These are of the 88 different pension accounts that the government has funds for secured, but they actually took funds from those accounts, replaced them with other obligations and debt instruments, but they have to inevitably make good. So it is a monster problem, and what concerns me, and I'm glad you talk about it, because although the debt's been around for a long time, I mean, we can go back to, you know, 1980, when uh, the Fed was chairman was Paul Volcker, and the debt was $900 billion, and people were tremendously concerned. But what really gets me now is the rate of acceleration. Yes. So, so what took, you know, 10 years to accumulate another trillion in debt, and then another 10 years would go by, we'd add another trillion or two. By the year 2000, we had about $5.5 trillion in national debt from $900 billion, you know, back in 1980. But by 2006, 2007, when the crisis hit, we had a huge jump, and all of a sudden the debt is now $11 trillion. And then within the next 10 years, we hit 2020, and we jumped to 26, 27 trillion. But in the last three years, we've added another 14 trillion, and that's where that Huge. 33 trillion comes from. Huge. So 
if he drew it as a graph, the rate at which this accelerates is making it look almost parabolic. So almost no time is passing without massive increases to the debt load, and that creates uh, an inevitable problem that will manifest itself in one of several ways. The worst would be you know, what they call a debt bomb. So the interest payments start accumulating so fast we can't make the payments, and we spiral into a default where we're printing money so fast we can't keep it up. The other possibility is they simply monetize this debt. In other words, they just print tens of trillions of additional dollars to pay off the outstanding obligations, and I don't think the public could sustain that. The inflation numbers would just skyrocket. Yeah, you're hyperinflation when that happens, right? Absolutely. And, you know, what's the only positive thing in the last couple of years is they've hidden this inflation problem and this debt situation for decades. But the past couple of years, the inflation numbers were so large, they impacted so many things that people actually see in their everyday life. Right. The anecdotal information coming from people about, you know, dropping off at a supermarket, uh, a couple hundred bucks and walking away with a bag of food. It's, it's something people see now. And I'm concerned that if people are not denominating a portion of their wealth in something outside of paper money, right. and they're counting on the way that life used to be, where you could you know store the value of your wealth in paper exclusively, um, they're going to experience a fundamental problem. And this trending at record levels and showing no signs of slowing down, it is really becoming problematic. Uh, no, I agree. And I guess you just said a moment ago, one of the ways to deal with this is, of course, the printing of tens of trillions of dollars, which then gives us hyperinflation. What other ways are there to deal with this? Well, you know, you can allow the debt bomb to just simply spiral out of control and go into a default. This would probably be the worst case scenario. So imagine the United States government turns to you or any other bondholder and says, uh, sorry, thank you for giving us your investment capital. We can't make good on the bond obligations. So we go into default. We start looking like Argentina or Greece. Right. And then, of course, our value of the currency around the world would just plummet. And this is the biggest problem that we face is this de-dollarization issue where if there isn't sustained confidence around the world in the U.S. dollar, we face a perpetual problem that would really devastate the U.S. economy. The only other option that used to exist, and it would have been viable maybe up to five years ago, ten years ago, I mean, I'm pushing the envelope a little bit there, government could have said, we're going to do two things simultaneously, just like an individual. You know, if you're spending more money than you're bringing in, you need to reduce your spending. Put the brakes or on. Raise your, one or the other, right? Yep. Raise your income. Or both. Spending, both. Okay. Yeah, go get, well, go get a second job and stop spending. <laughs> exactly. Or at least stop spending more than you're bringing in. Correct. But, so the government faced that issue, but we've gotten to a point now where the size of this problem is so vastly large, they can't cut enough government spending to reduce the bleeding. Nor can they go the other way and raise enough revenue, which would mean increasing your taxes by such a vast amount to cover this gap. The problem is way too big for either of those to become a solution anymore. There is, in my opinion, nothing left but the two possibilities. The well, I mean, I, and you're more of an expert at this than I, but uh, some of the other things I see you could do, number one, you got to stimulate the economy. That always raises revenue because the more people are out spending and doing things in businesses and so on, you know, the income tax revenues grow from that. Granted, you're not going to get 33 
$8.6 trillion in doing that, but you could help in that manner. Natural resources, which, in, which, by the way, any nation, the only way to really pay debt off, Fred, is you've got to do something with the natural resources that you have. In this case, in our country, that's coal, natural gas, oil, those sorts of oil, things, exactly. you know, lithium. You know, there's there's been lithium mine uh, you, you know, uh, what you should say, uh, lithium deposits have been found now in this country. I mean, there's ways to do that as well, which, by the way, we're not tapping into. Now, are all of those combined uh, a ways to, you know, handle $33.6 trillion? No, you've got to do all of that and cut spending and probably have some tax increases along the way. As much as I hate saying that, you got to have a little, and I'm not saying that across the board, you got to be selective in how you make that happen. But at the end of the day, you've got to raise revenue, you've got to cut spending, and you've got to handle the natural resources as a way of income at the same time. Problem is, we don't have a White House willing to do any of the things I just mentioned. No, and I think it's politically very difficult for any politician, especially in an election year, to tell the public, I'm going to have to raise your taxes and cut spending on goods and services and things that you're used to getting. Um, I find that politically very difficult. Oh, it's suicide. You, you, you can't do it. You're, you're 100%. That's why no one ever wants, even though it needs to be touched, nobody wants to mess with Social Security or Medicare. Absolutely, because it becomes, the, they used to call it, the third rail of politics. That's right. So no one wants to tell the voting public, the majority of the voting public, that they're going to get a reduction in government uh, bailout money. And whether or not we can grow our way out of the economy, I mean, the, the Keynesian concept of, yes, the economy grows sufficiently and absorbs the debt. Well, that works if you're not printing trillions of dollars That's right. a year. If, if the debt was a limited amount in the hundreds of billions or tens of billions, I believe you're right. You could effectively grow an economy enough to where you could absorb. But I don't think we're there anymore. Fred, I, I, even, I, I would tell you, is even even if we were $10 trillion or below, I think we could do that. But no, not at 33.6, we can't. No, the percentage of the GDP that's represented by the interest payments on the debt is now becoming so alarming Correct. that people are really getting very concerned about the ability of the government to sustain this. Even the chairman of the Federal Reserve has used the word unsustainable numerous times in his outlook about the rate at which the government is blowing through money and the fact that he doesn't foresee the ability of them to lower rates enough, to stimulate economic activity enough to get this economy moving forward. I'm just convinced that the paper value of money is going to end up being significantly inflated and at a pace that most people are not prepared for. It's really why I've been such a strong advocate of what I've been doing for 40 years, you know, physical gold and silver coins. Okay, so let's follow up and kind of end with that. How would they protect themselves against this? What are the ways to hedge against it? And, you know, and by the way, these are for folks that in some cases may have the ability to buy some or may not. They may have to make some changes in their overall budget to be able to do that. What is the answer there? Well, I think diversification is the key. So, you know, in the 50s and 60s, I think if people planned a retirement portfolio, that existed exclusively with paper money, whether that be stocks or bonds or accumulation of different assets like that, that was fine. I think in the modern era, it just requires that people diversify. In other words, I'm not one of those people who believe in the doom and gloom of America or the doom and gloom of the dollar. As much as I foresee these problems, I think we're going to find a solution. It will probably be printing the money, but we will, we will survive this. But for individuals, they need to recognize the flaw and protect their wealth by diversifying at least a portion into something physical that will actually appreciate as paper money loses more value. If they don't, then they're just subject to standing on the train tracks, watching the train come at them and not stepping off to the side. Makes sense. 
All right, if they want to do something along these lines, how do they get a hold of you, Fred? Well, we've been educating people on how to do this for 40 years, and we'll be happy to talk with people about a proper method of physical accumulation of gold and silver. Um, They can reach us directly, 800-878-2646. That's 800-878-COIN, for those that like that. Um, Our website is U.S. Coin Capital, and capital spelled like the building, C-A-P-I-T-O-L, U.S. Coin Capital. And we'll be happy to help people walk them through the process of how to do this for those that are able to. I think it's essential at this point to do so. Fred, I appreciate it. And again, thank you for being flexible with us today. I had your time off. That was on me, not not uh, your uh, your booking agent. I screwed up. My bad. But thank you for being flexible. I appreciate it very much, sir. My pleasure. Always happy to be with you. And uh, I, I want to continue to encourage you to keep talking about okay. the debt. You may feel as if you're being redundant, but I think it's an issue that people need to okay. recognize. All right. I will do it, Fred. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, sir, very much. Best you bet. You Have a great night. Thank you very much, Fred. And again, that number was 1-800-878-COIN. Geno's Auto Service is next, folks. And if you're looking to make sure your vehicle is ready to go for winter, which is fast approaching, you don't have much time to do it. And I don't even know what their schedule is like tomorrow. I'm guessing they're fairly booked up. But whatever you need with your vehicle, Geno's is there for you. It's genosautoservice.com, and Geno starts with a J. Geno's Auto Service is promoting a smooth ride with special savings on struts. Your struts play a big part in the handling of your vehicle and the comfort in your ride. This month, purchase two Napa Quick Struts and earn a $50 prepaid Visa card. Purchase four Napa Quick Struts and you'll receive a $150 prepaid Visa card. Updating and replacing struts are important to the structure holding your tires, the brakes, and steering system. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business, serving Colorado families in Littleton. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Enjoy a smooth ride and get either a $50 or $150 prepaid Visa card with a new strut purchase. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. That's Geno's with a J. Visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. A 35% off and free labor right now on Windows and Doors. Find Dave at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors owner Dave Bancroft doesn't want you to fall victim to sheep mentality buying and useless gimmicks. That's why Dave stresses the importance of educating you about the right windows and doors for your home. Veteran Windows and Doors is committed to meeting or exceeding the energy code and rating of windows based on where you live in Colorado. They follow stricter energy codes than are required to benefit you, the homeowner. Veteran does this because windows and doors with the highest energy codes and ratings will save you money, minimize your carbon footprint, and keep your home energy efficient longer by reducing the amount of time your heating or air conditioning runs. Don't fall for the heat lamp gimmicks the other windows and door companies use with salesmen who can't even explain the energy code or qualify the rating on their products. Custom build your perfect windows and doors today with Veteran by going to klzradio.com window. Group Insurance Analysts, make sure that you're covered with your Medicare Advantage. There's an open enrollment. Make sure GIA helps you with all of that. E-GIA.com. Finding the right home and auto insurance can be confusing, and picking the wrong plan can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. 
You need an expert in home and auto insurance to help you find the best coverage that fits your needs and at the very best premium. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance, and his team of home and auto insurance specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. Genesis Electric, you may want to add some outlets, do some different things, or have a problem electrically speaking. Genesis 13 Electric, klzradio.com. When Dustin at Genesis 13 Electric started his business, he knew how important it was to build a legacy through family values. He saw other companies missing critical components like quality, communication, and most of all, building a respectful and loyal team. If you read any of their 113 five-star reviews on Google, you will see that his family's commitment makes for extremely satisfied customers who have become lifelong patrons of Genesis 13 Electric. Dustin and his team take the sting out of a potentially bad situation by partnering with you as an extension of his family, treating you with respect and thoughtfulness. They communicate throughout your appointment with GPS trackers, phone calls, and text messages. And his staff is friendly and accessible for follow-ups as needed. The legacy that Dustin and the team at Genesis 13 Electric are leaving is one of faith, family, and a job done right the first time. Reach out to Dustin for your appointment at klzradio.com slash light today. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, a couple of articles I wanted to share before we have Scott Garlish join us here at 530. One of them is there's a new report out from ResumeBuilder.com. Half of companies, a survey they put out, half of companies may not give cost of living raises in 2024. So not only are a lot of folks out there fighting inflation and all of the effects of energy and so on, but for a lot of folks, they're not going to have any cost of living increases to go along with that as well. One in four may not give raises in 2024, 20, 26% of companies will or may not give raises. Half of companies giving raises say less than half of employees will receive one. Half of companies giving a cost of living adjustment say it will be 3% or less. 52% of business leaders anticipate layoffs in 2024. So not only will you not get a raise, depending upon who you are and where you're at, you may not have a job. One in three leaders say it's most important to compensate senior executive level employees, and three-quarters of business leaders believe it's an employer market now. I will tell you I feel that shifted about two months or so ago. I could be off in my timing, but I believe that last statement is correct. It has shifted. It was for the longest time, going clear back to you know late recession times. I'm, I'm talking... 2012 or so, 
It was even then becoming an employee-driven market. It has very much been an employee-led market up until about now. It is now shifting back over to an employer-led market. What does all that mean? Well, when employees are in charge, they can pretty much dictate what they want for any given job and expect to be paid that, and they kind of have the boss over the barrel. Well, when you get into tougher times like we're in now, and companies are talking about layoffs and no cost of living adjustments and so on, it becomes an employer-led economy because as time goes by, more people will be looking for jobs. They'll, you know, when an employer puts out an ad for a job, instead of getting one or two applicants, they could get 20, therefore becoming an employer-led market. Now, I also will tell you, because I consult with a lot of businesses, that depending upon the field of work you're in, you're, you could very well still be in high demand and demand whatever wage you want. For example, auto technicians. Auto technicians are in high demand, and they're going to be in high demand. That's not going to change anytime soon because we don't have enough of them. Other service type positions, we have electricians and plumbers and HVAC businesses on this program that are partners of ours. Each one of those that I just mentioned, you're going to be an employee, or sorry, an employee, make sure I say this right, you're an employee-led area still. Not enough plumbers, not enough skilled electricians, not enough skilled HVAC guys, not enough skilled carpenters. I can go down the list. The trades are still going to be able to almost, not quite, but dictate what they want to make. And businesses will be willing to pay that. They'll charge accordingly and they'll pay those folks that. Other sectors of the economy, not so much. If you're a computer programmer, good luck. AI is taking over a lot of your jobs anyways. Um, If you're, even in our world, where Charlie and I are at, AI is going to start affecting us here greatly. Things like the writing of commercials and on down the line we go, AI will start taking over a lot of those things and you just won't need as many people in those particular areas. Charlie is safe because somebody has to physically sit on his side and do what he does, but there'll be a lot of other things coming down the pike that will start to get automated. And you're, you're already starting to see some of that shift. You look at some of the paralegal world and what goes on in law offices and even, even things along those lines, you're going to see a shift in that as well. You won't need as many people because AI will take over. Research. You know, people in the past have done research, even for journalists and things like that. You won't need those people anymore. You'll be able to use AI instead. So, again, depending upon what you do, you may be in the driver's seat or you may not. It's all going to depend upon your skill set and what you do for a living. So that are some of the latest findings coming out of ResumeBuilder.com. All right, I want to add one more thing before we go to Scott Garlis, and that is I talked earlier in the week about the company – that paid its sub because of a court issue, $23,500, but they did it with loose change. A Colorado judge chastised said company and actually upped the ante because of the cost of legal action against them to settle this. 
They now have to pay another eight grand. Now, I'm going to say this straight up. I think the judge is wrong. I'm sorry. I, this, wrong. Coin is still legal tender. And until that changes in this country, you ought to be able to pay whatever debt any way you want to. I don't care how burdensome it may be to the other party. If it's that burdensome, the other attorney that won this collection dispute should have defined how they wanted payment. I think the judge screwed up here. The judge should have said, "Mm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Attorney, you screwed up. You should have defined how you wanted your client to be paid, and you didn't. This is on you. But no, the judge was sympathetic to this particular attorney, and now this other company is going to pay extra money. Now, I'm not taking sides. I don't know who owed what. Don't care. Not an issue. I just thought it was a funny story that they paid with loose coin. Probably not so funny now for them because they've got another eight grand coming. I would appeal that if it were me. Money, coin, legal tender. Until something in the United States of America changes and a penny is no longer legal tender, you should be able to pay for whatever you want to any way you want to. That's my position. Some of you may think that's hard-nosed on my part. I don't. It's money. It doesn't matter whether it's a roll of quarters that equal 20 bucks or it's a $20 bill. It's the same at the end of the day, if you ask me. Now, one is more cumbersome than the other, but unless it's stated in the settlement that you must pay by check or wire transfer, you ought to be able to bring that money any way you want to. And in this case, they brought cash, actually. It just happened to be a cash coin. So I, I disagree with the judge in this. And judge, if you're listening, I think you made a huge mistake. I think you're wrong. He says they acted maliciously and in bad faith. According to whom? Were you there? Did you, do you know their mind? So you know in their mind what they did on the front side. I think you're completely wrong and you're assuming things as a judge you shouldn't be. You don't know what their intent was. You told them they had to pay $23,500, which they did. You just don't like the way they paid it. Honestly, that's on you and the attorney, not them. That's how I see this. Now, I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. I have no stake in this. I'm just giving you my opinion. I can do that as a talk show host. But I think the judge is wrong in this case. I think the attorney screwed up. And I think the company had full right to pay however they wanted to. And they did. And I would appeal this if I were them. So, anyways. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Anything... By the way, side note, before I go to high five, I'm getting to the point where I hate businesses that won't take cash. Those are typically businesses that don't trust their employees, so they make you pay credit card only because they don't trust the person taking your cash, so they make you pay by credit card. I don't like that, by the way. Completely different topic. Maybe I'll cover that on another day with Andy, but I don't like that either. But Hi-Fi Plumbing, they'll take care of you. Whatever you need when it comes to your plumbing needs. As we head into this cold weekend, there may be things that crop up even over the weekend. Keep this number handy, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You're a go-getter who's looking for a new challenge with a company that values people, and High Five has you covered. High Five Plumbing is growing, and they have an immediate need for administrative, finance, and marketing staff members at their corporate office in Golden, Colorado. Take a look inside High Five's gorgeous new headquarters and you'll see a company who takes care of its people with generous pay, benefits, and perks. High Five's leaders, Cassie and Levi, know that if they take care of their employees, then their employees will take care of their customers. And that's why they offer full medical, dental, and vision to employees and their families, as well as flexible schedules and plenty of paid time off. 
High Five hosts corporate events, sports outings, and other events because they truly value their work family and the culture that they have built at High Five Plumbing. And High Five also has you covered with t-shirts, jackets, hats, and more with High Five gear that Cassie and Levi give to their employees as a thank you. So come join the winning team at High Five Plumbing by going to klzradio.com plumbing and let them know that you're interested. Premier Home Remodels, if you're thinking of doing a remodel, get them in from the ground up. Even as you're thinking about what to do, have them there and help you through that process. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will bring your outdated, empty nester home into the 21st century. Your children have moved through, turning it into a beautiful and complete master suite. Your original tile and 70s bathtub are out of date, and it's time to create the space you have always dreamed of. You want something more functional and enjoyable, and Premier will help you achieve this. Soaking in that new spacious tub will take away your stress of the day. And Premier knows the longer you wait to remodel, the more costly the remodel will be down the road as costs are only going to increase. Premier's expert design team communicates with you throughout the entire process and works within your budget while completing your perfect master suite, making it your own. Don't wait to remodel your bathroom. Do it now with Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com remodel. That's klzradio.com remodel. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Anything you need when it comes to your furnace, please call them today and do not delay because it's going to be cold this weekend. Find them at klzradio.com. Cub Creek Heating and AC wants to make sure you get your furnace ready before it gets cold. An inspection in the fall is the most important service your HVAC system needs. When it gets cold, that's the worst time to discover your system isn't working. A broken system can lead to expensive problems like burst pipes or a real physical danger if you can't heat your home when the temperatures drop. Servicing your furnace also saves you money. A furnace that is only 10 years old can lose up to 50 to 55% efficiency, costing you hundreds over the year. This team of certified Ream Heating and Air Pro partners pride themselves on their integrity, providing you with several options to fix any problem they find as you see fit. And Cub Creek can finance 25 months with no interest, so you aren't stuck financially when the holidays arrive. Cub Creek knows the calls start rolling in as the weather changes, so don't put it off and end up on a wait list. Go to klzradio.com HVAC to book your furnace servicing today. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done, and that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients, so when their ASE master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. 
Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All righty, it is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I appreciate y'all joining us today, and sorry for my little uh, rant there at the end on on that uh, that particular case involving the, uh, the the settlement. Somebody actually texted in and said, I wonder if Trump paid his $10,000 fine in pennies. Um, you know, don't know, wouldn't care. Uh, to me, again, as I said earlier, that's to me legal tender, and you should be able to do whatever payment you so desire. Scott Garlis joining us now. Scott, how are you, sir? Hey, John, I'm well. How are you? I'm good, and uh, I know that you had some issues this week, family-wise. Heart goes out to you, praying for you, and appreciate all you do for us. <laughs> Thank you. I greatly appreciate that. You're very welcome. All right, talk to us about GDP numbers. Yeah, uh, GDP was surprisingly strong today. Uh, so third quarter numbers came out. They were up 4.9%. The expectation was up for up 4.5%. Um, but, you know, when you when you think about these numbers, you got to think about a couple things. First off, they're backward, backward looking, so they're telling you about what already happened. Right. Second... It's the third quarter, and you know a big part of the third quarter is July and August. Yeah, that's a gen- in other words, that's kind of a general thing that happens, anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so all these, all this excess COVID savings, people are out spending money on vacations, and so of course that's going to drive demand for goods and services. Now, what we saw was within that number, um, we, there's a core personal consumption expenditures number, which is basically inflation during the quarter mm-hmm. and what we saw was inflation slowed in september compared to what we saw in july and august okay so what that tells me is demand slowed as the quarter went on and then if we look at what economists are expecting for the fourth quarter they're they're already forecasting two percent gdp growth wow that's a big deal that that's less than half yes Yes. Now, this number we just saw was the highest number we've seen since the fourth quarter of 2021, when I believe it was about 7% growth. Now, if you remember that year, that was when we saw the bulk of the $10 trillion in COVID stimulus spending from the government. Right. Right. So the economy is, it's really looking like things are going to slow very much once we hit the fourth quarter. And, you know, uh, the other day, Bill Gross, known as the Bond King, said he is no longer shorting bonds, is interested in buying short-term treasuries because he's worried about what's coming for the economy going into next year. Okay. So all these signs to me point toward the stuff we've been talking about yep. with economic growth. Yeah, and then, you know, we, this isn't in our notes, but for those of you that keep up on it, and I was going to talk about it a little bit today, so I might as well now with Scott, the whole – Union strike, UAW, that's going to have a huge impact on the economy, I believe, Scott. Yes, there's a tentative agreement right now with Ford. I believe they made that yesterday. It's not finalized. They've got to get a vote on it. It's a huge increase, by the way. It's going to drive up the cost of everything Ford produces. Uh, Most likely, that will be the template for what happens with Stellantis and GM, which if it goes that direction, this thing could be over in the next week to 10 days once all the voting and everything's done. Bottom line, this is a huge increase for these companies and the price of cars across the board, even if your Toyota, Scott, is going up. Yeah, I mean, and the 
the problem is, uh, I believe Ford just pulled their earnings guidance for the rest of the year after the close tonight because they don't know what their costs are going to look like right now. And, and frankly, if they drive prices higher, they don't know what demand's going to look like. Right. Because, you know, I think the average car, new car, runs around $50,000 these days. And um, what was it before the pandemic? Maybe oh, 35? we were, you know, we were, we were in the low 40s prior to pandemic. We raised up to the mid 50s. I haven't checked of late, and it'll be interesting to see what happens after this is all said and done. I would venture to guess that when the strike is over, you're going to be inching up into the low 60s. So, I mean, when we put that in the perspective of what the average household makes a year, you know, I can't, the number off the top of my head. Well, well I think, I don't know what the average, when the average household, I think it's in the mid-40s, I want to say, Scott. That's kind of the average, uh, that may not be household. I'll have to look at household. I think I think individuals somewhere in the in the mid-40s. Bottom line, to afford a $60,000 car and make the payments on it, somebody's going to have to make $100,000 a year plus. Exactly. So let's say that the average person makes 40. We say double that, maybe one and two-thirds for a household. So like 70000 80000 per household. That's, just, that's, that's something that, especially if you think most car payments are, what, five, six years now? Uh, still, five, that's, yeah. That's, five, some are going to six. You're exactly right. So that's, that's a big number to take down. It really is. And, and then if you throw... What five and a half percent or five point two percent is where the two year is. So I'm betting most car dealers are going to charge you seven to eight percent on a car loan. Oh, that's, that's, oh, Scott, that's on. A, that depends on credit. On a good day, in most cases, most people are going to be on a new car eight to ten, depending upon car credit and so on. And I just looked it up. Twenty twenty, because that was our last kind of census. Uh, about 71,000 was in, well, sorry, 2021, 71,000 for an average family in America. Okay. So that's a really big number for them to take down. And I just, you know, it's going to hurt economic consumption. Of course. Well, yeah, and, I, and I'm telling my, you know, my, my uh, auto repair clients this right now, Scott, it's going to keep the average person in their car much longer because they're not going to be able to afford a new car. We're driving the chasm between the haves and the have-nots in a big way. Yes, and to your point, the sales cycle is going to lengthen. That's not good for anybody that's in the showroom trying to sell a car. Not good for a car dealer that's trying to make a loan to collect that extra income off of the interest. It's yeah, that is it's going to it's going to cause firing. That's right. Yeah, it's it's not. Again, in the end, this goes all the way back to our discussion a moment ago about how is this going to draw, you know, how is this going to affect things down the road in regards to inflation and so on? It's not going to help. It's going to hurt. It is going to slow down the economy. And Scott, I believe it's going to slow down the economy in another way. And that is a simple fact that because things have been shut down on the car manufacturing side for so long, Super Duty trucks being one of them. I mean, right now in Colorado, in this Denver market, you can't find a duly flatbed truck new anywhere in this town right now. That's reasonably priced. There's some out there that are way overpriced, but you cannot find one in a reasonable priced way in Colorado right now, and that's going to start spreading across the country. That's another impact. Yeah, and then so the, the problem with that is, you know, truck prices, used truck prices are are part of inflation numbers. That's correct. So they're part of they're part of core inflation numbers. And correct. If we see inflation heat up because of things like that. That's you know the Fed's not going to cut interest rates. 
it's going to it's going to drag the problem out longer. Okay, so let, let's talk about that because they've got a meeting coming up next month. What are your thoughts on all of that? I think they're going to leave interest rates unchanged. Um, so basically, what they've said is that the jump in yields on Treasury bonds are doing a lot of the work for them because they're making credit tighter. Okay. You know, but one of the one of the really sort of you know, like perverse, interesting things that's coming out of this is, you know, what the Fed has done is because of their messaging that they, they started doing after the financial crisis, because they're so communicative with the public, they got a lot of homeowners to lock in at low rates. Right. We talked about this. Right. 20, 26% of all homeowners own a home with a mortgage of 3% or less. Uh, I think it's 65% of 4% or less and like 85% at 5% or less. So in the meantime, treasuries have jumped up where you can buy short-term treasuries around, what is it, uh, 5.2%, 10-year around 5%. So if you locked in at a 3% mortgage and you buy a 10-year treasury at 5%, you can cover your interest payments and make 2% yield. So that's a big problem for the Fed because they're actually creating creating extra economic demand from that interest income. Right. In fact gone up by about $300 billion, which I believe is about 1%, 1% plus of total GDP. So the fact that they've raised rates so far so quickly is, again, we talked about how they're, they're pressing the gas too much to the upside, well, and they don't really know how that's going to shake out. This is one of the other effects that's starting to shake out, and that's going to make inflation that much harder to come back down unless they cut rates. I, I agree with you, by the way. I, I think they're going to... It's going to be a little weird because they've never encountered this as a Fed before. You know, I don't know in history, Scott, if they've ever lowered rates to actually cut inflation, but this may be one of the first times in history that has to happen. Am I right? I, I would think so. I mean, just again, with, with how many people have locked in, that's why they, they keep saying we don't understand why the economy isn't being hurt more. And I think it very much has to do with the fact that you know, a mortgage is the biggest payment most people That's right. have. That's right. And they've all, all locked their mortgage rates at lower rates, but it's not hurting them as much. Well, and the other thing that happens, as you know, and this is something I don't think the Fed ever counts on, but anytime, anytime borrowing gets more expensive for the average business, they're going to pass on those extra interest costs to the customer. That, of course, creates inflation as well. One of the ways that I could see you know, overnight being able to reduce inflation is cut the interest rates that a lot of businesses pay on lines of credit and so on. And overnight, some of those costs just come down automatically. I don't know why the Fed can't figure this stuff out, Scott. You've been talking about this uh, since the spring, at least. I yes. believe. You, you, you brought this up. And you're like, hey, wait a second. Interest rate hikes are creating inflation. And I couldn't agree with you more. And it's, I, I don't know why they can't figure it out. I, I think the biggest problem is they're making decisions based on backward-looking data. That's right. They, they look backwards. They've looked at historical things that have happened. We're at a new time. They've printed so much money. That, in turn, has also created inflation, as we know. But they've compounded it by actually raising rates. They would have been better off, in my opinion, to have just left things alone, maybe do a few ticks in the rate, get that, you know, get the prime up to maybe, I don't know, two and a half, three percent or so, Scott, leave it alone, let it sit for a while and see what happens. They went, in my opinion, about two to two and a half points higher than they needed to. And eventually they're going to have to bring it back down to what I just mentioned. And that's not going to be easy for them to do. Correct. And, you know, the, the other, you would think with everything they've done, that new home sales would be imploding. Uh, numbers just came out yesterday. 
it was the highest total of new home sales in 17 months. That's right. It's because because nobody wants to sell their There's no inventory, home. so people don't have any choice but to go that direction and buy. Bingo. And even though interest rates to buy a new home are at their highest level in 17 years, new home sales are still rising. That's right. Uh, again, because some folks just don't have, you know, what they'll do, Scott, you know this, they'll sell, you know, the car, they'll go to a used car, you know, they'll do whatever they need to to get their overall budget down enough to be able to go afford that because they need a roof over their head and nobody else is selling because the Fed's got them so locked in, as you just said a moment ago, it's kind of the perfect storm on that. And we've said all along, you and I both, this is something that the Fed just didn't count on. Yes, yes, they just, they, they did not plan for this and they're, they're not doing a good job of adapting. Nope, they are not. All right, how do folks, I should have said this initially, I apologize. How do folks find you, Scott? It's quite all right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, porterandcompanyresearch.com. Um, come check out our distressed investing ideas, our equity ideas. We have something for everybody. All right, I had somebody just on earlier before you that was a gold and silver expert in actual hard gold and silver, not just paper. I had somebody that texted right after that, and I'm not a financial expert, so I really can't answer these. But somebody wanted to know, you know, if times are going to get a little tougher and the money printing keeps going up and we've got $33.6 trillion in debt, if they were going to own some gold and silver, how much of their portfolio should that be? Yeah, I would say, like, Five to seven percent. Okay. And I would, you know, I would consider being five to seven percent in short-term treasuries too. Okay. Especially, especially with the payouts you can make right now, and especially if we're going to go into an economic recession, those two things are going to make you money while the stock market goes down. Okay. Good to know. Again, Scott, as always, appreciate you. Heart goes out to you and your family as well. Tell them, you know, give them all our best and our love, and we appreciate all that you do for us, Scott. John, thanks so much. My dad loves your show, and I enjoy it every week. I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. Have a great night. You too, man. Appreciate it. And for those of you, uh, Scott lost his dad this past week. He was an avid listener to our program, and uh I told Scott today that we really appreciate all that he does, and he had a rough week and still came in today and did a very good job for us. And I just appreciate Scott so much. He's become a great friend of our show. I've never met him in person, uh, but he's, he's become a great friend of the show, and I appreciate him greatly. Flesh Laws next. Anything you need when it comes to legal advice in your world or just representing you, whatever the case may be, uh, give Kevin a call today, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. But after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Dr. Scott Faulkner, he was on with us from 3 to 4. You'll hear him again, by the way, in just a few minutes from 6 to 7. But if you need anti-cartel uh, doctor, he's your guy. 303-663-6990.
Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Pop's Garage Door knows that nobody wants the frustration of trying to leave your house only to discover that your garage door won't open. You want a garage door that lasts a lifetime, and Pops Garage Door is the company who can guarantee that will happen. This is why Pops uses LiftMaster Garage Doors with a lifetime warranty. The new and improved LiftMaster Garage Door is whisper quiet with built-in brighter LED lights that never need replacing and a camera for your safety and convenience. Pops doesn't want you to hassle with your garage door not working, so they offer the highest quality garage doors. LiftMaster doors also come with a backup battery, a keypad, and sensors to help keep your home safe and secure. These newest features allow you to conveniently open and close your garage door with your cell phone, so no more worrying about deliveries. You want to rely on your garage door for years, so upgrade your garage with a LiftMaster from Pops Garage Door by going to klzradio.com garage. That's klzradio.com garage. Level Engineering, find out if solar is a good fit for you. Alan Davis, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis understands how important energy independence is, and he wants you to know how to kick the power company to the curb. Worrying about outages and the cost of extreme changes in the unforgiving Colorado climate creates anxiety. Creating your own power gives you peace of mind. No more stress about leaving your lights on when you want to, running the AC to stay comfortable, or regulating your power use because it's all your power. You will have more protection against EMP events, cyber attacks, solar flares, and more because you don't rely on public utilities to supply your power. You own the power plant, so you won't have surprise fluctuations in the bill because it's hot or cold outside. Say goodbye to surprise power bills eating into your lifestyle. Alan Davis of Level Engineering has the solution you need for complete energy independence, and he wants to share it with you. So reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar today to learn more about how solar will change your life. All right, Al Smith is next, Golden Eagle Financials. We were just talking to Scott, by the way. If you've got any specific questions, Al is licensed, of course, here in Colorado and Wyoming, and he can help you with all of your financial questions, needs, and your plan, by the way. Give Al a call today. Find him at klzradio.com. Managing your retirement portfolio to avoid risk and maximize returns is difficult. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you navigate it. He can streamline the complexity in your plan so it's clearer and easier to understand. He has powerful tools to ensure that you don't outlive your assets, fall victim to volatility, 
or make questionable market moves. Al knows that the opposite of having a purpose in retirement is having anxiety, and he turns your anxiety into confidence and thoughtfully walking through your retirement plan step by step. He helps you build a roadmap of your assets as you inch toward retirement, keeping surprises minimized and returns maximized. Al will help you to avoid wrong turns, guiding you to financial preparedness to match your plans. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial for a no-strings consultation and learn how he can help you create a stress-free retirement by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, that's it for today. And as always, if there's other questions or things you'd like to comment on, feel free to text me. I'll answer those as best I can. 307-200-8222. Dr. Scott was with us in the 3 o'clock hour. He's up next, by the way, so you can listen in there as well. And then tomorrow, movies, Five Nights at Freddy's and Freelance. And then, of course, our movie rental hour following that in hour two is movies about or with toys and dolls. That's all tomorrow on Rush to Reason. So, guys, have a great night. Stay safe out there. A little bit of fog around, so be careful, and we'll see you tomorrow. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.